Welcome back to Travel with Tannis. Uh, we're going to talk today about traveling in a pandemic. I did it. Stay tuned. Hey, thanks for pressing play. I'm your host, Tana Sterling, a travel expert who has been there and done that in over 59 countries and have built a multi-million dollar travel business exploring the world. You're about to experience travel tips, my personal stories, as well as conversations with travel friends. I've convinced them to share their hilarious, heartwarming and necessary conversations with you too. Come travel with Tannis. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Travel with Tannis. Oh, hey, hit that subscribe button. Thanks for listening. As everybody, when December came, was a little bit miffed and kind of thrown off and nobody was really functioning on all cylinders, were they? I think that people were just done and just irritated and kids, I don't know about where you are, but where we are, kids ended up having a homeschool again the couple of weeks before Christmas and everybody was just off. And so my husband and I, we had this idea that we were going to go away over Christmas. We were um, very, very fortunate to be able to go and we decided not to tell the kids. There was a couple of reasons for that. This trip was booked back in March and it ended up getting canceled. And when it got canceled, everybody was pretty sad and just kind of about it. And so we were really afraid that just with everything going on right now with the government and restrictions and all of that, we were afraid that the opportunity for it to be canceled could arise. And we didn't want to do that to the kids again. We wanted them to just be surprised and be able to go and enjoy. And then if it did fall through, they never knew and none was the wiser. So... Anyways, we have this trip booked and now we're in our heads thinking, how on earth are we going to get these kids to the airport? How are we going to surprise them? What is this going to look like? So we had decided that we were going to concoct this full-blown lie and we were going to tell them that my father was flying down to his home in the United States and that we were going to go meet him at the airport and have breakfast with him. And we figured that would be a really easy way to get them to the airport and not ask questions and also not complain about getting up early because we were going to see grandpa. So we had this all in our heads and everything was going great. And then my daughter, the one night we were sitting on the couch and she's like, I've had it. I need a vacation. And we were all kind of, well, you know, we're not really allowed to do that right now. And she goes, I don't care. I think we need to go on a fake vacation. My husband and I are like, well, what does that look like? And she said, well, I think what we need to do is get like the night before pack, pack a suitcase as if we're going away and let's go on a pretend vacation. Let's pack the suitcase, put it in the car, get up early in the morning, drive to the airport, and then we'll go for brunch. (laughs) The whole time my husband and I are staring at each other like, is this really happening? And then I said, well, honey, why don't we go there? But why don't we stay at the Marriott in the international terminal? And then we can actually stay in a hotel and it'll feel more like a vacation. She's like, this is going to be amazing. This is incredible. Yeah, let's do that. And then my husband pipes up and he's like, well, I'll do you one better. Why don't we park our car at park to go like we always do? 
And then they can valet us over to the international terminal and it'll feel like we're really going on vacation. And so she's all excited and freaking out that this is going to be the best idea. My son is staring at us like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But my daughter is full on excited for this experience. So that night they go to bed and my husband and I are dying laughing. We can't believe that she's like literally handed this to us on a silver platter. So for the next couple of weeks, she proceeds to tell everybody she meets that we're going on a fake vacation for Christmas. And she goes into full detail explaining to them about what we're doing. And she even named it Falso de Carmen, which is fake vacation. And she, <laughs> I had to take her shopping um, the one day and she was telling the lady in the store how we were going on a fake vacation. And the lady looked at me like I was nuts But anyways, she told her teachers, she told everybody, she's going on a fake vacation to the airport. (laughs) So it was about a week before the vacation and my son, he's 16 and he just, neither one of the kids were really doing well mentally and, you know, they just were unhappy and my son was having a bit of a time. And so that night we sat him down and we're like, look. We want to give you something to look forward to, but you can't tell your sister. And so we told him what we were doing and it lifted his spirits and it changed his attitude. But now he was in on the shtick and rather enjoyed being part of this whole thing. So the night before we're getting ready to go and we're packing, my husband is like, nope, we're going to pack like we normally would. We're going to pack everything. And she thought he was crazy. She's like, why would we pack up all these suitcases, dad? This makes no sense. Anyways, so we pack everything. And her and I did a video that I'm going to share with you later on. But her and I did a video on what it means to take a fake vacation and why it's important and all of this. So anyways, we get up in the morning and (laughs) 6.30 in the morning and we're driving to the airport and she is dressed like Nordic Nora. We live in Canada. She's afraid it's going to be cold. And this kid has fleece leggings, a shirt, a sweater, and then a hoodie over top of it. And I'm trying to convince her to dress maybe a little bit lighter and she just won't. She's like, no, no, no. It's okay, mom. It'll be fine. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, you're going to get off a plane in Cancun and you're going to die. Anyways, so we're driving along and the whole way there, my husband is pretending he's a pilot and talking about strapping yourself in and all of this. And we get to the airport and we put the car at valet. She still has no clue. We get to the airport. We're walking through the front doors and my husband goes, well, why don't we go over to the WestJet check-in and see if they'll check us in? And she's laughing. And I said, honey, we have something to tell you. And we, so then we told her what we were doing and (laughs) she was all shocked and didn't really believe us actually. So we walk over to the WestJet counter to check in and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And we check in and then we go over to drop our bags off and we drop our bags off and she's looking at us like, why on earth would you put our suitcases through there? And it wasn't actually until we got to security, and unfortunately, I couldn't have my camera or video on then, that she was like, are we really going to Mexico? It was the best surprise. We were on the plane. She grabbed my hand, 
And she's like, mom, we're really going, aren't we? I'm like, yeah, honey. Yeah. You're 35,000 feet in the air. You're going to Mexico. So it turned out to be the best surprise and the best thing. And both kids, their spirits were instantly jazz. They were just on a very, very different level. So we landed in Cancun and still a little bit nervous because we're not really like my husband and I anyways, we're not really sure what to expect. Do you have to wear masks all the time? Are there safety precautions in place? And I have to tell you from the second we landed, we felt like it was just, it was like January, 2020. It was before all the nonsense happened. And So we grabbed our bags and we went out, we met our driver and before they even put our bags into the the vehicle, they sprayed them, they sanitized them. We had to sanitize our hands, we had to wear masks and we got into the transfer. When we got to the resort, it was from the second we arrived, we felt safe and we knew things were being done right. They took our bags out of the vehicle and we went over and checked in with the bellhops and they were masked. We were masked. They sanitized our shoes. They sanitized our bags, our hands. And then we went into the property to the front desk to check in. The people behind the counter were behind plexiglass as it is here. They were wearing masks. And again, we still weren't really sure what to expect. There were markers on the ground for safe distancing and all of that. But the more we looked around, People weren't necessarily wearing masks. I would say 10% of the guests were, but nobody else was. But everybody was giving space and everybody was smiling and laughing. And it just, it felt good. We got to our room and when we got there, there was a seal on the door. And when we opened our door, the seal broke, which let you know that they had completely sanitized your room and you were the only one breaking that seal. That seal was also on the fridge in the room, the mini bar, all of that. You actually broke the seal. So you knew you were the first ones to touch that. We went in, we got settled, and we went and headed out into the resort. And we very quickly realized that there was no noise. There was no news, no media, no drama, no none of that. Everybody was just happy to be on vacation People gave you your space. Nobody was in your bubble and you were free to go and enjoy. I've been to the same resort a couple of times now. So having been there prior to COVID and now with it after and everything that were going on, I can tell you it still felt the same. It still felt like the same safe, wonderful vacation that I was used to in this property. Yeah, the staff wore masks and there was the barriers and all of that. But when you went out for dinner, there was nothing different. No, you don't have to wear a mask poolside. You don't have to wear a mask in the hallways. The only place where masks were really mandatory for us were at night if we went to one of the shows and for the buffet. Now, I'm going to say I don't think wearing one at the buffet is a bad idea because When you walk in, you have to sanitize your hands and put your mask on before you can even grab a plate. And I don't typically eat at the buffet very often anyways, but I have for the reason that it's kind of, I don't know, I don't really like the public food out sitting out thing. But anyway, I felt really good about it. I felt good knowing that nobody had kind of picked up my food and put it back because they changed their mind or anything like that. It was... 
most of the stuff was made behind the glass and handed to you. But what was sitting out, you knew that nobody was touching with dirty hands or anything like that. So it felt pretty good. Even at the pool, the service, the poolside service and the pool concierge, they were just really cognizant of giving you your space, but providing you the level of service that you would expect. So I would say that the staff, the resorts, this is their livelihood. They know what they're doing. They're putting things in place to ensure that your safety is priority one. Now, where I will say I noticed the biggest difference, and so did my husband, is within about 12 hours of being on property, my kids' mental health was back. And I mean, they were completely back. They were renewed. They were the kids we knew nine months ago. Their mental health, you could watch it improve as time went on. There was times where you wanted to cry. They were laughing so hard and they were running around being kids and just free to be and free to enjoy. And they were in the kids club and they were on bumper cars and they were riding water slides and they were living. And I said to my husband at one point, I was almost in tears. And I said, We've gotten too used to not living. And I was so happy that for the nine days that we were there, we were able to just live and not be inundated with negativity and other people's thoughts and ideas of what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing and the the opinions and the nonsense. It just felt great. We were there over Christmas and on Christmas Eve, they had this massive beach party on the beach. It was fantastic, but there was so many people and people gave you your space. Nobody stood in your way. Nobody was in your area. Everybody was so aware and so kind and so considerate. And if you weren't wearing a mask, they didn't care. They didn't chastise you or give you awful looks and vice versa for the people who were wearing masks because that's what they chose to do. Nobody cared. Nobody shared their opinions. We were all there just to enjoy. And we were literally like some of the only Canadians on the property, which was interesting to see. Um, There was definitely a real feel of Latin America there. But everybody was so kind and considerate. And it was really when we had to come home, we were sad. My husband actually asked if we could stay another week, but I was supposed to be going to Costa Rica and I had to be in the country for 14 days. So I wasn't able to actually stay. So as we did, we packed up nine days later and we headed to the airport and we just kind of felt a little bit deflated, but yet energized and ready to come home and take it all on again. And, you know, you get on the plane, you wear your mask, which isn't really a big deal. I have to tell you when the gentleman behind me had his sneezing fit to know that he was wearing a mask, I was actually okay with it. So I was all right wearing a mask. I don't, I don't think it's the most comfortable on a long haul flight, but I can't imagine many people are doing long haul flights right now, but a simple five-hour flight to Mexico, I didn't find it to be an issue at all. 
I was still able to eat. I was still able to drink and function as I would. I just had a mask on my face, which was fine. We came home and Calgary International Airport now has the rapid testing project in place. And so you don't have to do it. It's not mandatory. But of course, we opted to because it will take your quarantine from 14 days down to two. So we landed at the airport. We did our check-in and all of that. We stood in the line for the COVID testing and completed the test. And we completed that test at about, I would say, around 11 p.m. that night. By 1 p.m. the next day, we had our results that we were all negative and we were free to leave quarantine. The only thing we had to do was schedule a follow-up test for five days later. And we did that with our local shoppers drug mart. It was really easy and there was no cost to any of this. But the nice thing was we were free to leave quarantine and function knowing that we were safe, that we didn't contract anything on the airplane, that we were free to function. My husband was able to go back to work. And it was just, it it kind of puts your mind at ease knowing that you were healthy still. And never once did I feel unsafe, ever. From the moment we left our entire time in Mexico, flying, being in the airports, being in transfers, I never felt unsafe. I never questioned if we were doing the right thing. Not once did I have any idea that this wasn't the best place for my family to be at the time. So I don't know how you feel about travel. I don't know if you're ready. I don't know if you're missing it terribly. And I do want to tell you, it changed my kids. It changed us. Our mental health, the benefit to it was incredible. And if you're on the fence about it, let's talk. Get in touch with me. Ask me your questions I'm happy to tell you exactly, you know, what to expect, what to do. And now, of course, there is the pre-departure PCR test that is required on your return back to Canada, which at first when it came out, it was really quickly delivered by the government. And we didn't really have a lot of answers, but now we do. And a lot of our suppliers and resorts and destination are working with the travelers to set up the testing. And... Yeah, there's a cost to it, but I'm going to say this. Back in November, when the rapid testing project was announced at the airport, if they would have said there was a $150 cost to do it and you wouldn't have to quarantine, would you have done it? I can tell you I would have, and most people that I know would have. So I don't know. It's whatever you're comfortable with, but I do have to say, think about that. If you could go on vacation and know that you could blow out a quarantine at the end, but still enjoy your vacation, go back to work and be safe and healthy and not infect anybody, would you do it? And what kind of questions do you have around that? I'm happy to answer them. We are still here. My industry, as beaten and bruised and battered as we are, we are still here and we are optimistic And the day things open and it's easier to travel and people feel better about travel, we're going to be here. We're going to be here to help you and we're going to be here to make sure that you are able to enjoy those vacations. 
We're here right now. If you decide that you want to go, we've got you. We've got your back. We'll ensure you. We will make sure that you are able to enjoy that vacation that you have been longing for. In the meantime, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Travel with Tannis. You can DM me. You can whatever you whatever means you need. Get in touch with me. Ask me your questions. I'm on Facebook at Travel with Tannis. I am here at your disposal to help you to put your mind at ease and to answer any travel questions you have. I appreciate you for listening today, listening to my story of my daughter's Falso de Carmen and also our family trip. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Travel with Tannis. Don't forget to subscribe as it helps me expand my reach. And again, I thank you so much for being with me here today.